You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Every day, anything we do is Southern Miss To The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome back to To The Top Talk. We're here with your break from all of the High Resource 5 propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. We've been away for a month, taking a break for the holidays. Uh, i got the whole crew on board tonight. Up first, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be back. Good to, um, you know, I think I needed that. I, need a, I needed a break for a little bit, and we got one. And we have a bunch of stuff to talk to to talk about today, so I don't know how you're going to navigate that, but it's uh, good to be back. And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. Cheers, gentlemen. What's happening? What are you sipping on anything tonight? Of course I am, man. And uh, when I talk to you guys, I gotta throw it back to the Hub City. I, I try to pour something up from Lincoln Road Package Store. Got one of Jamie's picks tonight. It's an old Forester barrel strength single barrel coming in about 127.8 proof. Wow. It's got some heat to it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what any of that means, but that sounds that sounds great. Well, I'll tell you what I'm drinking, and I've been – I've been. it's nothing fancy like that because I don't know how to do it. I don't even know how to go in there and order that kind of thing. But uh, I've been watching a lot of Cobra Kai. I don't know if you guys have gotten on board with that yet, but Cobra Kai is awesome. I uh, just started season three. So what do you think I'm drinking if I'm watching a whole lot of Cobra Kai? Uh, Cobra wine? Nope. <laughs> Shane? Man, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, the Karate Kid was too young to drink, and I haven't seen the new ones. So, so You drinking um, a sake? Sake? Coors Banquet. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the Banquet beer. Nice. I love it. I love the bottle. I think they totally – I don't know who ripped it off. I don't know if the Banquet ripped it off from uh, – What's the uh, Jamaican beer? What's the uh, Red Stripe? Red Stripe. I don't know if they ripped it off from them or, or vice versa, but it's a cool little bottle, and I'm a huge fan of Johnny Lawrence. Uh, so, yep, sipping on the Coors Banquet, enjoying it. And the stubby bottle. Mm-hmm. So like we said, uh, we get, just got through the holidays. Hope everybody had a, a merry slash happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, and New Year's. Good to be back, Southern Miss, back in action, particularly in basketball, let's touch on a couple of big news stories before we get into some of the results. Uh, the big, the biggest news, probably since uh, we've been away, women's basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis has been diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. This is her second battle with lung cancer in the past four years. She's a sweetheart, sending all of our uh, thoughts, prayers, love, and support to uh, Coach McNellis and the McNellis family. Yes, indeed. I mean, you know, it, it was a shock to me. I'm like, I'm sure it was a shock to everyone else. Um, uh, you know, she's she's an, an institution at Southern Miss, and um, you know, I, I don't, I, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what all goes into this stage four diagnosis. But it doesn't sound great. Um, but of course, we're going to keep her in our thoughts and prayers. You can beat it one time, you can beat it again. If you do it, it's 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 probably joy. So um, so yes, by all means, thoughts and prayers. Yeah, man, crazy news. It's, uh, I never met a person that had a bad word to say about Coach McNellis. Uh, she's not only loved at Southern Miss, but, uh, you know, pretty loved at Memphis for, from where she coached up there for a while, too. Mm-hmm. 
just reaction from the conference. You've seen a lot of teams, uh, McNella strong and, and wearing black and gold ribbons, uh, in her honor and supporting her as she goes through this fight again. So, uh, wish her the best. And, and like Jason said, be thinking about her because that's, that's not great news. Uh, but you know, she, uh, she's a fighter, uh, and, and all we can do is support her right now. On a lighter note, so it was uh, announced in the past few weeks that former Golden Eagle tight end Julian Allen and his high school sweetheart will be appearing on the reality show Temptation Island. The show will air on the USA Network beginning on February 16th. So Temptation Island, I'm assuming they just have some couples. They toss them out there. They split them up. They try to get them to fool around with the other uh, couples on the island and tempt them and just see what happens. So... um I imagine that uh, Julian will be getting more passes than he did in the offense. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very nice. Probably see a few more tight ends. <laughs> That's, I mean, him and his girlfriend are both incredibly good-looking people. This should be an interesting television show. I would not want to be on the other side of this temptation going on if there are two guys, uh, you know, in, like over the same girl or however it works. I have no idea, but – Julian is not the guy you want to run into um, on a on a bad night, right? No. Um, I mean, he can do some serious damage. Uh, he's the guy you want to go back to back with. I don't know if this is kind of the show where you uh, you form an alliance and that whole deal and and try to make it to the end. I'm probably way off, but if it is, then that's the guy you probably would want on your side, and you would definitely not want to be on on the opposite side. Yeah, I recommend rolling with a jacked former D1 tight end <laughs> yes. at any option. Yeah, if it comes down to like, you know, it has to be like you versus him, I'd be like, you can just win. You can just take, you can just go ahead. It's, it's, your, it's your world, big man. Not Just don't hit me in the face, please. Yes, I'm going to go that way. Just don't chase me. Chase me. Well, let's talk a little bit of basketball. We'll start with the men. So I'm not going to go through every single game since we've been away, but let's touch on at least the conference games because mm-hmm. that's kind of where uh, the importance is right now. Uh, the first conference game of the year was on New Year's Day, and the Golden Eagles defeated the UTEP Miners 74-66 to in overtime. It was a very, very exciting game. Then the next day, uh, January 2nd, they took on UTEP again at home and fell 62-77. to Then the, uh, the next two games were on the road at UAB. Uh, the Golden Eagles falling in the first game 60-72. to And the second game a little bit closer, but the Golden Eagles lose 58-62. to Then this past weekend, the Golden Eagles swept Middle Tennessee State at home. The first game, the Golden Eagles blew them out of the water 84 84- Four to 54 and then on Saturday defeating a, a Middle Tennessee in a much closer game but pulling out the victory 64 to 59 so what you're seeing now with this Golden Eagle team is in some of the early games you kind of saw uh, a bunch of new guys trying to fit it all together and you're starting to see some of these guys start to gel and start learning how to, what, what what each other does, what they do, and you're seeing a, a, a much better team, I think, whenever uh, Pinkney is on the floor. Yeah, Pinkney's really coming around, and they're all kind of coming around. Uh, just from from we, we've mentioned chemistry before on this podcast, and it's been mentioned a lot, you know, in print media that that was going to be kind of the struggle with so many newcomers coming in. Uh, playing, you know, significant minutes and there was zero, you know, 
preseason games and not a whole lot of practice. And so, so that was going to be an issue, but um, yeah, it seems like every week we're getting better. Uh, in my opinion, this last weekend versus Middle Tennessee, I, I felt like it was kind of a defining moment of how this season is going to go. We were sitting at one and three, I believe, uh, before those games started. And, you know, if, if, um, well, well and, and during the week, what, two guys left the team, uh, Angel and Kai were no longer with the team. Uh, there, it was reported that, you know, Justin Johnson and coach had a, quote unquote, come to Jesus meeting. So I kind of felt like there. Oh, and, you know, Pierre didn't even play the second half of that entire UAB game. So I felt like, you know, coach was kind of drawing a line in the sand saying, look, we're on this side of the line and we're going to do some good here on that side of the line. And who knows where this season's going to go. So I felt like, you know, specifically on that Friday night, we really had to come out and 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 show something and we did it was, it was the best game it was the most fun game uh we didn't i don't think we missed a shot all night long <laughs> yeah it was and, raining uh, black and gold yeah and, and then and then finished it off on saturday with the sweep so basketball is coming around man it's fun uh get get over to the greenhouse um you know if you've got a ticket if you don't have a ticket float it out there i think i found like eight different people tickets this past weekend so uh let me know if you can't go and i'll help you give those tickets away because it's so fun when there's you know as many people as we can get in there in there bump out there doing the lord's work mm-hmm. you're welcome and one of the guys that so the last show we did was on december 16th and and this was a time where jerron pierre was starting to emerge jerron pierre by the way was chosen to be the conference usa men's freshman of the week for the third time this season so he's having an incredible season but you're really starting to see him come into his own and he was starting to do that when we had the last episode but now you're, you're kind of seeing him as being one of the leaders on the team as a true freshman yes yeah, uh, good. yeah pierre's awesome uh and and he is he's still growing into the role he, he's handling it uh, from the point guard position i didn't think that was going to happen we all thought Tay was going to run the point, did we not, before the season started? Yeah. And Tay is a huge part of this team. But I, I would, I, I like Malone at the one. Um, I like Pierre at the one. When Pierre is at the one, I don't feel like he um, gets as many scoring opportunities because he's facilitating. Not that he doesn't take it to the hoop, not that he doesn't do any of that. But uh, that being said, everybody else kind of plays a little bit better when he's playing his best. So – that's great. I mean, Hardy is turning into the leader out there. It looks like the game's slowing down for him a little bit. I think that little elbow uh, mid-range jumper that he has is just absolutely deadly. Um, and just everybody's kind of coming around. I, I know I'm saying this after a sweep, um, and that's pretty easy to do, but it's, it's just not wrong. And you mentioned Pinkney. Pinkney has the has the ability to be the number two behind Pierre. You know, and we've gone. What five minutes into this conversation hadn't even mentioned Drain yet, <laughs> or Tyler you know? Stevenson? Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Stevenson for God's sakes, um, he's getting to where he's almost unguardable. He adds little pieces to his game. Um, his his jump shots it's like goes like a mile in the air and it kind of looks weird, but it goes in all the time. <laughs> you know, he's getting a little bit more forceful down low. He just got all these muscles, right? Um, he's probably not used to having, uh, that kind of like being able to throw his weight around a little bit, but, but, you know, people like coach spoon, I'm sure are in his ear and he's getting better every single week. He's just puts up numbers at the end of the night. You don't realize you don't really remember a lot that he did. And you look at the stats and you're like, Oh, 
17, um, and, you know, 11. <laughs> so, he's, he's pretty uh, reliable for finishing at least one sweet alley-oop, too, mm-hmm. on he, top of just solid numbers. He, he's, he, he showed off a nice little mid-range this past weekend as well. Yeah, he did. And, I mean, and not really taking guys off the dribble, but as far as, like, just off the block, making that one fake and a dribble and then just slicing into the basket, Kanuchik did a lot of that, too, uh, this past game. Since Jay has been here, which has been a short period of time, but we haven't had a team that even shoots a lot of free throws. People talk about our, our poor free throw percentage, but we just don't shoot a lot of them. So when you when you have such a small sample size, if you miss any at all, you have a bad percentage. I don't think we're a horrible free throw shooting team. We just don't get to the line a lot. Uh, last week, last week, um, either either in the Friday or the Saturday game, I want to say we went to the line like 24 times. So if we can do that a lot, um, and then we can run that press off of a make on that second free throw, that's you know, it's starting to come together for Ladner. We heard about how fast he wants to go and how aggressive he wants to play. And I think he's finally getting the guys in, in which to do that. And it's kind of fun watching it unfold right here in front of our eyes. Yeah, it's, uh, the, the defense is really impressive. We've mm. been playing really good defense. And, uh, and the offense is starting to heat up and come along. We're not going to get a lot of games like we got Friday, unfortunately. Well, I say we're not going to. Who am I? I don't know the future. Hopefully we get a lot more games <laughs> like Friday. But the defense is is going to carry us through the games where we're not just raining it from everywhere. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I think I think we have the ability to keep teams around that 60-point mark, uh, like under 65 points. Uh, the problem is, you know, if we have to score like 80 points to beat somebody, it's going it's to be tough for us to do. But, yeah, I think Shane hit it on the head there. The, the defense uh, having the ability to uh, keep them, you know, just keep them around that 60 mark is going to pay dividends uh, all season long. Yeah, I think we're like the, the second best scoring defense in the conference right now. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Ladavius Drain, just to touch on him for a second, while we were on break, he reached the 1,000-point club, uh, the, mm-hmm. the newest Golden Eagle to uh, achieve over 1,000 points in his career. And you don't see that as much because of the amount of JUCO players we've taken in the past 20 years. You don't see the 1,000-point club as much as you, you, you may have back in the 80s and 90s. But uh, he's definitely someone that's deserving and, and definitely has even more of a mark to leave before he gets out of here. Oh, yeah. Huge part of the team. I think the last person that I witnessed get to the 1,000-point club was Jeremy Wise. And now Jeremy left and did not play his senior year. Who knows where he would have ended up in the in, in the all-time records if he'd have stayed. But, you know, Drain is kind of that same kind of person. Um, you know, doesn't say a whole lot. Just goes out there and does his thing. And when he's on, man, it's super fun to watch. It's really weird with somebody who can shoot the three-pointer that good – how bad he can miss sometimes, like hit the side of the backboard, but then he won't hit anything but net five consecutive shots, you know? So um, he he's starting to settle in a little bit too, finding his role. The season still just, you know, it, it's still the, it, it, in the very beginnings of, of the season and to see how far they've all kind of come around, just understanding their role here and there um, is really fun to see. I'm looking at the the list of the thousand point club right now to see if there's been anybody recently. R.L. Horton, 
was around the time, I guess, of Jeremy, Jeremy Wise. Uh, let's see if there's anybody else recently. Um, did Cortez make it? I feel like he did, but I don't, I don't know. I know he has some kind of steals record. Yeah. Let's see if there's anybody. Hmm. Where uh, is Cortez playing now? I've seen his name pop up a couple of times. He's playing somewhere internationally, right? Yes. Um, yes. And yes. I do not know. Cortez uh, has been the most recent. Okay, so, good. So Cortez is, is in there. And I guess in the, the Neil Watson was in there. Um, Gary Flowers. So. Really? Flowers get to a thousand? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine if he would have been there for four years. Yeah, he was only there two years and he ended up with a thousand and seventy eight. His last season, he had five hundred and eighty two points. Yeah, his his last season, he was an absolute animal. Yeah, I'm not positive. This is all this, this, as of July 31st, 2019, Cortez Edwards um, signed a professional contract with the Worc- Worcester Wolves. The BBLs, Worcester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the league uh, Neil played in. Yeah. Right. What, what was that? Uh, yeah, that's what, where he is. What city was that team in again? I don't know. <laughs> I, I started with Worcestershire, I think, and I went to Worcester. <laughs> I'm just drinking some more banquet. You oh, t- talk amongst yourself. All good. Bottoms up. All good. I, I, Worcestershire. I, uh, yeah, just wait I till Shane has announced these track people in a little yeah, while. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so the Golden Eagles are now seven and six on the season, three and three in Conference USA, riding that two-game winning streak. So the next games coming up this weekend—that's Friday, January the twenty-second, and, January, and Saturday, January the twenty-third, twenty twenty-one. Uh, both those games will be at the University of Texas San Antonio. Six p.m. Friday, three p.m. on Saturday. So. Um, I, you'll be able to listen on the radio, and I don't possibly the TV. <laughs> I probably should have looked that up. Anyways, we're trying to get back in the groove, people. All right, so let's talk women's basketball. The the women, all of the games, all of the women's games this season have taken place since we have been on break. So they started off with uh, Nichols, the Lady Eagles, getting a 63 to 50 victory over Nichols, then a 57 to 50 victory over William Carey. The next five games were losses, unfortunately. Uh, UTEP they lost 65 to 83, and then 72 to 74. UAB at home they lost 63 to 85, and then 65 to 84. This past weekend they split, got their first conference victory of the weekend uh 58 they lost 58 to 78 on friday and ended up getting their victory winning 69 to 61 on saturday for her efforts malia grayson was named the freshman of the week this week in conference usa so you know that had to be an emotional game for the Lady Eagles this past weekend. I mean, after it's been announced uh, with uh, Joy Lee's cancer coming back and her being in stage four of lung cancer. So it really must have been special to get that 69-61 to 61 victory against Middle Tennessee State on Saturday. Absolutely. And I, I believe Middle Tennessee was picked to win the conference too, right? So I mean, that's a, that's a, I mean it's, it's their first conference win this year, Southern Miss's first conference win, which is awesome. But knock off the top dog, it's even better. Got to start somewhere. 
the Lady Eagles are now three and five on the season and one in one and five in Conference USA. They're going to be at home this weekend. Uh, the first game is going to be Friday, January 22nd at 6 p.m. against University of Texas San Antonio, the Roadrunners, and then on Saturday at 4 p.m. at home against UTSA as well. Then the following week, it's going to be a split for both teams. So that Thursday, January the 28th, the men are going to be at home against Louisiana Tech. The women are going to be on the road, and then they're going to flip-flop those on Saturday. So it's not going to be that's the one week where we split, where we don't play two at home or two away. And the game is going to be on Thursday instead of Saturday. I don't know what the significance is of that Friday, or they just did it for travel reasons, but – uh we're going to have a Thursday night game at the greenhouse for the men and then a Saturday game for the ladies. You know, and uh, jumping back to the, to the men just real quick, uh, UTSA, the team we're playing this weekend, uh, is one in five in conference so far. Just looking at the conference standings here. So uh, we have a, the ability to make it three in a row, possibly four in a row for the Golden Eagle men. So, Yay. Oh, that would be terrific. I mean, mm-hmm. sitting at a. I'm not trying to jinx it or anything, but I'm just. They are one and five, and five and eight overall. So, looks like we're kind of moving in the right direction, and they're moving in the wrong direction. Um, so that's good. I know we've had a small. We had a obviously we had a much shorter preseason than we have in the past with less games. But to be at this point of the year in January and have a winning record, um, it's nice. It's um. You know, it's been a couple of years, mm-hmm. two since definitely progress. So you'd love to see it, and I think this this basketball team is going to continue to progress as the year goes along. Uh, really uh, looking forward to them being dangerous when it comes time for the conference tournament. But we'll see what happens. We get a lot of basketball to play between now and then. Mm-hmm. Let's touch on some football news. We have we had a couple of defensive back transfers, both of them from the University of Mississippi, uh, Lacavius Daniel out of Louisville, Mississippi, and Jay Stanley out of Greenwood, Mississippi. I'm sure we'll get more in-depth into those two as we get closer to signing day because this is not this is going to leave us, I believe, with one scholarship left to fill. Um, I'm not sure if they're going to have any move any scholarships forward to next season or not. I think the plan initially was just to fill what we had. If that's the case, we'll probably only have one more signee, but you never know who will fall into your lap. So you never know what's going to happen there. But two defensive backs uh, from the Southeastern Conference come into Hattiesburg. Uh, so it, it definitely could use the depth back there, especially with Kyle Hemby declared for the NFL draft. Yeah, you can't forget that uh, we're going to have another barefoot kicker as well. <laughs> yes. This is very true. Now, is this barefoot actually going to live up to his name? Well, Good question. I don't think there's a relation there. but uh, that's, I mean, was are, he, yeah, Is he going to be an aptly named kicker? The last barefoot bare feet was, to fill. <laughs> well, the, the last barefoot actually kicked barefooted. Did he not? No, I think he kicked with a shoe on. Britt? Britain yeah. Barefoot? Yeah. Okay. Who is this part of the legend of barefoot now that he actually kicked barefoot? I'm pretty sure he did. Maybe like he did. He was a he was an awesome <laughs> kicker, whether he kicked with a shoe or not. It's uh, a pretty big part of the story for to me for me to forget. I think. <laughs> I'm I'm 99 sure the kid wore shoes. <laughs> but hey, let's just hey, I mean it's it's been 
over 10 years. Let's just say he kicked with no, let's say he just, he didn't wear shoes at all. Pants. He just went out there barefoot. Yeah. Both Brit barefoot, 30 <laughs> degrees <laughs> below zero in South Mississippi, <laughs> kicking 70-yard field goals. His big toe didn't have a nail on it. <laughs> it was just another foot that kicked the ball. <laughs> uh, so Kyle Hemby declaring for the NFL draft. He was selected to play in the East-West Shrine Bowl. So congratulations to him on that. Uh, wishing him, certainly wishing him the best of luck. Also, offensive guard Bryce Foxworth is heading to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. Now, there, that being said, that doesn't necessarily mean he's not coming back next year. He, he could be doing this to, you know, kind of gauge his worth, kind of get some feedback from the uh, coaches and scouts there. But, um, I do, I'm not sure uh, whether or not he is actually go- gone from the football program at this point. So that, that definitely remains to be seen. As far as the other players go, don't have anything set in stone right now as far as who actually is staying and who actually is going. It seems like the majority of the seniors are going to be coming back this next year, but it wouldn't shock me if there were one or two that decided not to come back for whatever reason. I don't know of anybody that's transferring out at this point, so that's good news. So it should be a pretty solid roster for uh, Coach Hall heading into the 2021 season. So Foxworth, when he agrees to play in this game, you know, I talked to Heath on the phone uh, the other day for quite a while, and he was under the impression that once you decided to play in this game, that you could not come back, which I did not feel that way. I thought that you had to formally sign with an agent. Um, but do you guys have any insight into that? My understanding is that – that it does not mean this by him committing to play in this game. It does not mean that he is gone. So I could be wrong. I don't know. When I first saw the tweet, I thought, okay, he's gone. But you know, talked to a couple people. My understanding is that may not be the case. So he never gave an official announcement. Not that he's one to do that, but he never gave like the, Hey, I had a great time at Southern Miss, you know, sure. he never gave that kind of announcement and, and then nothing ever really leaked out in the media, but Kyle did. So well, well, and also this just being the the COVID year with the different rules, with the different you know stipulations. So there's just I don't know. It's all of that. I'm not sure what it points to. I hope he comes back. You know, I hope. Yeah. I, and, and I love the guys that we signed, the two uh, defensive backs uh, <clears throat> from that school. But uh, you know, I would like to see more guys Foxworth size <laughs> sign with us. Uh, I think that's a spot that that is a big need. For Southern Miss, I mean, obviously you take the best players you can get, but um, but it, uh, he would be a big part of the line next year, no doubt. Uh, some Golden Eagles in the pros news. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the only team left in the NFL playoffs with a former Golden Eagle on the roster. That is defensive tackle Raheem Nunez Roches. They will be taking on the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. Uh, also, former Golden Eagle safety, DQ Thomas, signed with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders of the Canadian Football League. I was really surprised that he didn't uh, get a tryout in the NFL at some point. I thought that he was, mm-hmm. uh, last season, I thought he might have been the guy, the guy that was most likely uh, to get that shot, maybe outside of Quez. But, uh, unfortunately, it didn't happen. Uh, but he's getting a shot now in the CFL. So, definitely uh, wish wish him the best of luck and and. Um, I think they're getting a steal. Yeah, we've had a lot of guys. Monster. 
Yeah, we've, we've had a lot of guys go that route, too, in the Canadian League and then bounce around back and forth or, or just, you know, have a career uh, in, in that league. And, and there's no, no shame in that either. I'm just glad he's still getting to play. These guys, they train so hard and they play for so long. Normally, they start playing at like eight years old. And um, and just the longer you can do it, do it. And um, until you get to be like Drew Brees out there, I'm like, man, he's a really old dude. I love him to death, but he's got to go. But anyway, I know you guys are huge Saints fans. <laughs> I probably just ruined the moment. But man, I don't. I didn't like seeing Montana in the Chiefs uniform. I didn't like seeing Favre wearing purple. And uh, I dang sure don't want to see Brees do any of that. So I hope he just does his thing and just b- becomes the next Tony Romo and announcing stuff. It, my understanding is he's already got an uh, announcement deal. So it's pretty okay. much done. Gotcha. Uh, but Cameron Tom with the Saints also played in the game this weekend, and he will be an unrestricted free agent uh, this um, offseason as well. So best of luck to Cam. Hope he, hopefully he'll end up back in New Orleans, but if not, hopefully he lands somewhere else. Well, if you can't go to an NFL team, you might as well go to the Rough Riders. Absolutely. I mean, uh, Cordero Law has made a uh, he's made a name for himself up there in the CFL mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Who was the uh, who was the running back? I think he was opposite. Maybe he wasn't opposite Fletcher. Tory Harrison. Tory Harrison. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he played in the Canadian League for a while. He might. St- is he, he still playing? You know, I'm not sure about that. Okay. Uh, but I know that he was. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, this. Uh, hopefully he is. But I mean, gosh, he's been gone now for what? Yeah, that's 11? a lot longer ago than we feel like it is. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. What well, Shane, let's let's flip it over to you, Shane. Uh what's what's going on in track right now? Hey man, yeah. Uh, track kicked off their indoor season at UAB on Saturday and, and we had uh, a handful of folks get on the podium. I'm gonna go ahead before I get into this list and uh pre apologize if I hurt anybody's feelings by completely screwing up <laughs> your name. You can just hit me up on Twitter and yell at me or correct me whatever you want to do uh we'll we'll fix it going forward uh but we had a couple of people that that won their events uh savannah mcmillan won the the mile uh and corvell todd won the high jump so those were our two first place folks um had a few guys uh in the the running side uh place second uh elijah miller in the 60 meter trey johnson in the 400 and um uh, yeah, PJ Edwards, second in the triple jump. Lance Williams, second in the long jump. And then the, the ladies, uh, did fairly well. Uh, Jasmine Griffin, uh, second in the 60 meter, meter hurdles. Uh, Patricia Johnson, second in the long jump. Uh, Markasha Myers, second in the triple jump. And, uh, Isabella Simonelli, third in the weight throw. I think I covered everybody there. If I missed you, I apologize. I just wanted to to make sure the people that made the podium uh, got a shout out. That's pretty. It was pretty impressive, Shane. Uh, oh, I thanks, say. man. Uh, and and last thing on track before we move on, uh, they're back in Birmingham for their second meet of the season at Samford, uh, January twenty first. The volleyball is kicking off this weekend, taking on Tulane Friday at two, and then UNO Saturday at. Two. Now, baseball is right around the corner. We don't have an official schedule yet, but we do have some inf- a couple of tidbits about the schedule. So, the athletic directors voted, and this is what the Conference USA 
baseball schedule is going to look like. So there's going to be eight series. These are going to be four-game series instead of three-game series. Then you're going to have a total of 32 conference games in those eight in this four-game series. Eight times four is 32. All right. Yes, that's right. <laughs> then excellent. The non-conference games are at the institution's discretion, and midweek games will be allowed. That being said, I have a hard time seeing uh, us, us, any team, really play midweek games when you have those four games. That's going to really, really be a test on your pitching staff. So mm -hmm. I would imagine you wouldn't want to stretch them any further than you have to. But earlier in the season, we're going to have, uh, obviously, some options for non-conference games. I know that our game against uh, Florida State our series against Florida State has been canceled. I believe we replaced them with Jacksonville State. And the UConn Huskies are going to be making their first trip to Hattiesburg. That series is going to be Friday, February 26th through Sunday, February the 28th. So any thoughts on the potential schedule for the Golden Eagles? Um, well, my thoughts are... That the nine seven seven nine, the uh, the four game series from what I understand is gonna be nine on Friday, two sevens on Saturday, and a nine on Sunday, right? I'm I'm not 100 percent on that, but you, that sounds that that works for me. I don't know how else you can do it. You can't play a double dip every single Saturday with two nines. I mean, that's, that's so much. I mean, pitching is is like like you mentioned, it's pitching is gonna be in a premium anyway, which you know that plays right in our hands. I mean, Southern Miss has a lot of good hitters, but we are just loaded. Um, with pitchers, with everybody deciding to come back, with Gabe, like like with, with the uh, with the shortened um, draft last year, we got a guy Gabe Shepard, you know, that can hit 101 miles per hour and didn't get drafted, so that's great for us. Um, but um, Walker Powell's coming back. Um, everybody's coming back, right? Is there any was there any pitcher that left? I don't know, but I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, pitching is. It's gonna kind of just it's it's gonna be one of the strong points of our of our uh, of our season this year and um, yeah it's gonna be cool it's 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 gonna be nice to be on our side of it it's gonna be interesting to see the rotation how it all plays out what, what Coach Barry and Coach Oz decide to do but the good thing is there's so many options you aren't sitting here right now going what the hell are we gonna do on Sunday. <laughs> Right. Um, because you have the emergence of Drew Boyd. Uh, he's back fully healthy now. And and um, and there's so many good pitchers. I can't even remember off the top. But Hunter Stanley's back. Um, shoot. I mean, there's just there's there's pitchers all over the place. And that's not even counting guys that look like they might throw a little bit like Dustin Dickerson. He can get 92, 93, but he'll be over there shortstop. Thank goodness. But we've 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 got pitching kind of covered. Hopefully so. And that definitely, you know, I was talking with some of my friends about that. That definitely, you know, hopefully will play into our favor with the four-game um, series. And it's definitely going to make for an interesting season overall, you know, trying to cram those in all at the same time. And, and like you said, whoever has the most pitching depth really has the edge in, um, in the conference slate for sure. Mm -hmm. Ben Etheridge, he was just a true freshman last year. Uh, so I guess he's still a freshman. Is that right? I believe last so. year didn't count. How many games did we play? Like fifteen or twenty games? Yeah, they, I think everybody kept their eligibility from last season. So okay, it's so weird. Uh, right now, I'd hate to be a high school senior <laughs> because where do you go? You know? Yeah. Uh, it's it, and I, I don't know when that log jam is gonna stop. Um, 
Justin Storm, another uh, big hard thrower, lefty, six six out of Madison Central. He's he's here this year. I don't man, we just have there's so many good players. I don't know how they're gonna fit them all in, but it's a good problem to have. Yeah, much better than the alternative uh, at this point. Uh, Scott Barry's just built a machine, and he just keeps adding pieces to it. And we've had some incredible players come through here, and and you, it always seems. Like when we lose that guy, somebody else steps up and, and, you know, comes into their own when presented the opportunity. So uh, high expectations for Southern Miss baseball, uh, but uh, we normally live up to them. The only the, the thing that's really worrying me about and have anything to do with the actual uh, playing of the game of baseball. It has to do with am I going to be able to get in there and watch it? You know, uh, we uh, Southern Miss sells from what I understand right at 1800 or 2000 season tickets a year. And if they go with this 25% thing, that's like 1250. I don't think that that counts anybody in the roost. I might be wrong about that. I think the 1250 is just talking about uh, capacity of numbered seats. Um, but don't hold me to that. But, e- but even if that's the case, you're looking at five, 600 people that normally get tickets that aren't going to get tickets. So at that point, what do you do? Do you start eliminating, say if you got a guy that buys, I don't know, eight or ten tickets. Do you tell him he only gets four? Um, I, I don't know how it all shakes out. I just know that I'm probably not near high enough on the Eagle Club list <laughs> to make the cut. Um, so I'm just going to be leaning on people to to hook me up. Um, or maybe the world changes a whole lot between now and then, but I doubt it. So I, I think it should be decided by cage match. <laughs> well, I'm out. Definitely out. I, I you think don't it, want it enough, Jason. You don't I, want I, it enough. I don't. You got to start training, bro. Hit up Kurt. <laughs> Dude, I'm about to have shoulder surgery. Oh, wow. Never mind. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. it, I think it'll probably be off Eagle Club priority. And, you know, I think we have a I think we have a ways to go with our Eagle Club. So if I would think that if you're trying to get that opportunity, I would start by joining the Eagle Club. If, mm-hmm. you know, that seems like the best way to, to have a shot. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But hopefully some folks will be generous with their tickets if they can't make it out to some of the games. If you throw a few bucks at the hard, uh, not the hardwood club, Jesus, wrong sport, uh, at the dugout club too, that, that wouldn't hurt your chances, I'm sure. I definitely need to do that. You know, I've never been a member of the dugout club. And oh man, you always get the coolest swag for joining dugout club. Well, you know, the, here's the deal. I, I try to up my Eagle Club every single year, okay? And I used to do hardwood, and I think uh, I did – after 10 to left, I stopped hardwood, and I just put that money into Eagle. I mean, there's only so much I can do, right? Uh, I'm not a rich dude. So Look, I, Jack, I, I, Jack is mm-hmm. young. He doesn't need a wide variety of food. <laughs> uh, I feel like oatmeal is pretty safe. Feed him a lot of oatmeal and throw $100 at uh, the dugout club. Is that what it is, 100 bucks? Uh, I, that used to be like the the entry point. I think was a hundred bucks. Nice. Somebody hit well, up. Somebody hit up Rick Maddox. I'm sure that uh, it's time to get Rick down. on. This is the time of year where Rick always comes on anyway. It, yeah, he it, has to do the top talk with himself every night. That was McGillis. That was Bill McGillis that said that. Was it really? <laughs> yeah, it really. I was. always thought that was Rick. <laughs> that was Bill. That was the first time I had Bill on, and he said that. I was like, and then when I was trying to think of stuff to put on the intro i just went back and listened to the first part of the interview and that was in there i was like oh that's gold that's going in the intro it is 
Yeah, I like that. So, I always thought it was Mr. Rick Maddox. So. That's where it comes from. Okay, so this is the, the okay the dugout club membership. Um, single membership is a hundred to one hundred twenty four dollars. You get a hat or a oh, visor. Goodness. Then it goes up. Well, from I'm there. in. Did you hear that bump? A visor. Oh, speaking of visors, you guys just wait. What's today? The 18th. The suggest the uh, I was supposed to. It's supposed to ship on the 21st. Uh, my to the top talk visor. Uh oh. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna be really cool, but um, you know, it's the first one I've ever done, so I don't know. I used one of Jamie's designs, and I'm not. It, it sent it back to me and said it was too big of a design or something, so they had to shrink it. So I'm hoping it is visible to the naked eye, but um, it should be coming in the next day or two. That's awesome. Yeah, you'll have to. We'll have to uh, put a picture out there for the, the mm-hmm. folks and gauge interest there. Uh, baseball, before we get out of here, uh, baseball, a couple of preseason polls. College Baseball na- Nation has the Golden Eagles ranked uh, 28th in their preseason poll. Collegiate Baseball has the Golden Eagles ranked 29th. All right, so I think we've jibber-jabbered for about 40-ish minutes now, so let's shut it down. Uh, do you guys have any shout-outs? Man, I uh, just poured a fresh glass of whiskey. I feel like I heard, we're good I for like a, a Joe Rogan link tonight. Yeah, I, I, I heard a ploop of water. I heard whatever. That, I just I didn't want to say what I thought that was, but <laughs> I just kind of let it ride. I'd mute it if that was the case. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you have enough of that whiskey there. You just gotta get get a little uh, get a little saucy. So um, my shout outs. My shout outs. I um, I wrote down here. Um, first of all, uh, our good buddy Steve Farmer and his son Seth came to the game on Saturday. It was Seth's birthday weekend, I think. I don't know if it was exactly on Saturday, but uh, he was all fired up. This kid loves Southern Miss, man. He is all Southern Mist out, and you know they live down there on the North Shore, which is even better uh, to spread it that direction. Uh, we got uh, saw him. Seymour made his way over to Seth and gave him kind of a special little birthday. Uh, thing right there, so that was cool. Saw Mayor Toby Barker at the basketball game. Uh, spoke to him briefly. Um, and the normal people, Roger and Trish, all them. Uh, Jeffrey Arrington from uh, Sippy's Sports Show. That dude puts out some serious content, like every single day. <laughs> He's yeah, I've been trying to hack his about. Twitter for like a week. <laughs> But he's he's a great dude. Love Southern Miss. Um, he is hardcore, man, and I love it. It's great. Um, and, and then the last on a serious note, uh, don't really want to mention a whole lot about it because it's not really my place. But um, my best friend Jeremy Cooper, just if you can, uh, Golden Eagle Nation, just kind of keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. Um, and yeah, Shane, you good? You you whiskeyed up? Yeah, I mean, I'm, again, I'm a professional. Uh, it's going to take way more than uh, a glass and a half of whiskey to to get me down. Yeah. But uh, yeah, um, kind of on in the same same vein. Uh, just best wishes to Coach McNellis. Uh, we're we're thinking about you. Everybody loves you. Uh, you got this. Can't wait to watch you coach Southern Miss women's basketball deep into the future. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout to Southern Miss fan uh, Kevin Dent. He just he is recovering from his second bout with COVID. Got it back in the spring and just caught it again right here at the turn of the year. And it was pretty rough. So uh, just keep that in mind that it's, it's natural immunity. I don't know if it's a thing or not because this is I have a my wife has a family member that just caught it her second time. She's a senior in high school and just got out of the hospital. 
So it's, you know, if you've had it, just keep that in mind moving forward because that's kind of scary stuff. I also yeah, want to be give, safe out there, guys. Also, right at the end of the tunnel. Oh, absolutely. And I want to give a shout out to my niece, Jacy. She just celebrated her 16th birthday today. She is a uh, cheerleader at Northwest Rankin. Hopefully we can uh, convert, hey keep her in the black and gold uh, at some some point. But she is celebrating her sweet 16 today. I know it's tough with uh, everything going on, but uh, proud of her and excited for her. Hey, and you can drive now. Congratulations. Ooh. Can she can she babysit? She's in Jackson or whatever. So I mean, you pay in mileage, Bob? <laughs> uh, well. No, because if uh, if the family comes down to a football game, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she, I don't know. Kidnap that girl. Yes. Yeah. Well, my house is that way. Just take this kid, and I'll see you in like three hours. Here's a leash. <laughs> and uh, he can he can show you where to <laughs> turn. Just take off. Good luck. Here's a leash, some oatmeal, and some Benadryl. Some Have fun. <laughs> Well, guys, uh, I think we had a pretty solid show. You guys have any final thoughts before we get out of here? Um, not really. I, I, I'm, I'm hoping to find out about those baseball tickets. It's kind of the number one thing on my mind right now. And uh, I just hope this basketball thing just keeps going in the right direction, man. It's a great time to be a Golden Eagle. Yeah. If you need basketball tickets, I'll tweet out Bump's personal cell phone number uh, here <laughs> in just a little while. Just my address. Up. Any any time of the day or night, he's free. <laughs> he's free. He's ready to rock and roll with you there. It's true. Very true. All right. Well, hope you guys enjoyed it. Good to be back. Uh, we'll catch you next time. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.